This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 197. Today, our special guest is Dr. Kevin Brown, a chief nurse executive who gifted his team some leadership lessons in polarity intelligence. You won't want to miss this one. to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is Tracy. And this is Michelle coming from Michigan. And California. Here we are. That's right. Connecting across the airwaves. And what an awesome episode we had today. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've laughed that hard in so long. I mean, I just can't remember the last time I laughed that I know. Hard. <laughs> like belly laugh. We were belly laughing. <laughs> We were. We were belly laughing. Oh, my gosh. Such a awesome interview with Dr. Kevin Brown, our colleague and friend. Yes. Yes. And uh, every time we're with him, we have such a great time. And today was no different. And now today, today is our recording day. And you'll notice what day it is when you see Kevin on our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to look. At the YouTube channel to see what we're talking about, because we're not going to tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we batch our episodes, so we do 12 at a time, you know, this is, uh, this is a little bit earlier than it's running, so that it'll be published. Yes. So, but anyway, we had a great conversation with him, and he was sharing some of the work that we've been doing with him and how he is moving his leaders forward and uh, really helping them with their well-being and resilience and uh, really creating a thriving organization. Yeah, putting a awesome roadmap together for them and their future. So we're really humbled and honored to be on the journey with them. So how about if I introduce Kevin P. Brown to our listeners, Tracy? You do that. Okay. The one and only Kevin P. Brown has been a nurse for 36 years. He is a member of the Senior Executive Leadership Team at St. Joseph Health System in Patterson, New Jersey and the Senior Vice President of Patient Care Services and Chief Nurse Executive. Kevin is responsible for nursing services, respiratory care services, system quality infection control, and emergency management across the enterprise. Before this position, Kevin was the VP Deputy Chief Nursing Officer at Memorial, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. 
Kevin achieved his BS with a major in nursing from the State University of New York Downstate Medical Center School of Nursing in 1987, an MS in nursing from Columbia University School of Nursing in 1992, and a doctor of nursing practice from St. Peter's University in December of 2018. Kevin is also a fellow in the New York Academy of Medicine. So without further ado, here is our fun interview with Kevin P. Brown. Oh my gosh, Kevin, welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. We are so excited to be with you today. I'm more excited than the two of you. <laughs> no way. How can that be? Uh-oh, watch out, folks. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the last time we were with you was almost two years ago. It was on May 12, 2021, before video, right? Before our YouTube channel. <laughs> Not before video overall. I mean, let me clarify. <laughs> We're not that old, right? (laughs) (laughs) At that time, we talked about your experience Mm -hmm. living through COVID, and it was such a remarkable story. It's episode 96, if any of our listeners didn't listen to that and want to tune into it. Yeah, it was a great episode. And, And since then, wow, you've had a little bit of a career change. And uh, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what's new with you and what that change looks like? Sure. So I left Sloan Kettering in November of 21 and became the system chief nurse executive at St. Joseph's Health, which is a multi-system hospital system in Patterson and Wayne, New Jersey. And I oversee patient care services and the nursing enterprise. Wow. Wow. What a great We're so happy for you. We are. Me too. Me too. (laughs) <laughs> and look how happy you look. <laughs> a very good move professionally and personally because I think I found the place where my values professionally and personally resonate with the organization that I'm working with and helping lead forward this nursing enterprise. Um, for the first time in 37 years, I can honestly say my values are completely aligned with the organization that I'm with. Oh, oh, I, oh my gosh, that's so critical. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the fact that they're a faith-based organization or it's their commitment to the poor, the vulnerable, and the marginalized. I think it's a single core mission. I've worked in places with single core mission, but this is different. This is people who do, do not have means and are relying on us fully for their yeah. health care. The broken in spirit, broken in body. And I think the mission of the organization is really all about restoring that person, that human person to wholeness. Yeah. How wonderful. That's really awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, you shared with us, Kevin, that one of your core focus areas, your first year as chief nurse executive there was your leader's well-being. And uh, can you share why you prioritize well-being for your leaders your first year? I, I think that well-being is something that's talked about. It's We can read it in the literature. We hear it on podcasts. We hear it on the TV, the radio, all different media. But whether or not you really take action and focus on it as a strategic initiative is something else. And I believe coming off the pandemic, nurses are traumatized from what they experienced. 
They were traumatized before we went into the pandemic and the pandemic really tipped them over. And I think that if we don't focus on well-being, the discipline of nursing is at risk. Wow. Yeah, that's so important uh, to recognize that. I just love what you said, not only to give it lip service, but actually commit to it. You committed to it and took some action, which is is really, that's what it's all about. So kudos to you. That's awesome. Thank you. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. good body of work. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah. it, the, the strategies are known. It's really about supporting them and applying them and giving your nursing team access. And actually, it goes beyond nurses, all team members access to those strategic initiatives to help make themselves better, better work-life balance. And we talked about that on our previous conversation about that balance. And that's what I think I learned most during this, my short tenure here at St. Joseph's, is that work-life balance is so critical is so critical to one's success. Wow. Yep. Couldn't agree more, right? Those, those two things are, you know, they're interdependent. We can't have a quality of life if we don't have optimal work life and an optimal, um, you know, professional life and, yeah. and personal life, right? They both go hand in hand. So it's so true. Well, one of our core values at Missing Logic is begin with gratitude. And so we really appreciated you reaching out to us to facilitate a leadership retreat for your team. And it was focused on advancing leadership, well-being, and organizational resilience. And that was your way to express your gratitude to your leaders. And tell our listeners a little bit about what was in your heart and your mind behind that decision to kind of bring them all together as a leadership team for the first time and to focus on this particular topic. So I, I think we have to go back to when I first met Michelle. So I met Michelle at an evidence-based practice symposium in Ohio. And I think once we met and we started to talk about our career trajectories and our purposes, I knew then that wherever I was in my career, at some point, I would be inviting her into this space that I was in because I really felt that the energy was so palpable to me and the whole body of work that you're engaged in with regard to polarity intelligence just resonated for me. Then I got to meet you, Tracy. And then I was like, the two of you are like this dynamic duo. I was like, now we absolutely have to have you. And I was really hoping to be able to invite you to where I was before, but that wasn't possible. But now as the chief nurse at St. Joseph's Health, an organization where we have the goods to be on the national stage, but needed to be able to bring the nursing team more deliberately into a conversation about their overall well-being and to really invest in them very meaningfully. And I thought this would be the best gift from me to them, to let them know that I appreciate what they do, what they're about, what they stand for, and how we could move for forward together. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Very wise. Very wise. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you go to the head of the class, Kevin. <laughs> So like, do you feel this, like this energy, this energy amongst the three of us, right? Yes. I know. Yeah. Energy. The energy is about, 
It's three distinct individuals with a common purpose to help people improve their lives, improve their work-life balance, and improve themselves. Yeah, so, exactly. So I, so I realized when I came here, there was something palpably different, palpably different in the way this organization approached work-life balance. So I knew I was in a place that I would be able to move that vision and that strategic initiative forward, mm-hmm. which is why I think it was successful. It was the first step forward um, of more collaboration to come. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Well, we yeah, wanna, and we felt that we felt uh, that too, though, right? Oh, yes. When we were, I mean, when we were with your team, you could really tell, right? Yeah. You could just again palpable. You could feel it. So that was awesome. Yeah, it really was. And we want to talk with you about some of your key lessons from the leadership retreat, uh, Kevin. And so I want to give our leaders just a little bit of context of our energetic day together. <laughs> um, so we introduced Kevin's team to polarity intelligence and polarity intelligence is a combination of having a polarity mindset, healthy relationships and meaningful dialogue. And we had each of the leaders do their own professional life and personal life polarity map. So that's that work-life balance we were just talking about a minute ago. We also did a deep dive into four core leadership polarities. So these are polarities that every leader needs competency in managing. And those were leading and managing, productivity and relationships, recruitment and retention, and directive decision-making and participative decision-making. So it was a big, long day with a nice celebration at the end of it (laughs) to close it off. Uh, But we did pack a lot in that day. And, um, And to Tracy's point, your team was so engaged. It was a wonderful experience. And so, you know, inquiring minds want to know, listening and watching this is, you know, what, what were some of your key lessons that you took away from that, Kevin? So I think the fact that this, this group of execs were in a room who are already leading hundreds of people, for them to realize the impact they can have on those hundreds of people that they lead. And I lead from a perspective of relationships and presence. So the whole category of relationships and leading people resonated for me because I believe that you have to be able, particularly in this current market, post-pandemic, when the nursing discipline is hurting and we're trying to reestablish joy in our work, it was imperative for the nurse leadership team and our respiratory leadership team and our emergency management leadership team to know that purpose and to be comfortable to pursue that relationship building to establish wellness open dialogue, trust, a path forward, to think about possibility. And I think that's what the whole polarity intelligence body of work allows someone to take pause and think differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It was, <clears throat> you know, it, 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 it is, it just opens up your eyes to a whole new way of thinking. And, um, how you can experience those tensions that you deal with every day as a leader. Um, so that was really great. Well, Michelle, think about even silence. 
Yes. Silence. Silence is something that really makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and as you two were presenting, I was like, what's with the silence? <laughs> like, is somebody going to talk? <laughs> but, but to allow ourselves space to think, to process, to understand what's happening around us. You know, for me, it was a gift. It was just a reinforcement of something that I need to do better. And hopefully my leadership team will do the same. So as you're leading a workforce of people, you have to list today's market. You have to listen to bedside clinicians. Absolutely. It is a skill set that a lot of us don't do well, and we have the opportunity to do better. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, the, um, the openness of your leadership team to these new ways of thinking, to evaluating their skills in healthy relationship, their skills in meaningful dialogue, how they, um, how, who, and how they are together in leveraging those skills. I just so appreciated their willingness to be open to this new learning, to this new way of thinking about things, right? That made all the difference as if you're not open right? And you're resisting new ways, then you're not going to get anywhere different. <laughs> right? So true. I mean, you're just going to keep getting what you've got, right? So, yes. so, true. so it, 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 you know, it was a pleasure to be with a room full of leaders that have that openness, that willingness to, to uh, explore their own yeah. skills and be open to learning new. Agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And what has the response been from your leadership team you know, post the retreat and, you know, how are, how are they continuing to apply what they learned? So we've incorporated into our, my executive team meetings. So we bring the principles forward and at our, at our executive team meetings, we actually review the principles and we're focusing on one at a time. So it's a very deliberate strategy to keep the conversation alive. So when you think about all the content that was presented, it was a lot of content over the course of that day. Yeah. So if we could kind of whittle it down to more meaningful sound bites and give attention to each one of those, I think we could achieve something. I think it becomes more, um, more of a deliberate strategy to achieve something good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's just continuous. I like the way you're doing it too, because it's just a continu- it's a continuum. It's a deepening and a continuum. So that's a great yeah. approach. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, and you- and you're keeping it in front of you. Like so many times, uh, leaders will put on a retreat, right? And it becomes just an executive exercise, basically, right? Here's all this incredible information shared, right? Learning happens, and then that's it. And you walk away, and nothing happens with it. So I just so appreciate your leadership in saying, no, we've got to continue the conversation. Let's see how we can integrate this into what we're doing and keeping it in front of your leaders every time you meet, because that's how they'll develop the skill. That's how it'll get deeper to Michelle's point. So, so, so true. And I think they're open to the smaller sound bites and, and starting to dissect it a little bit. So it becomes more, uh, they can apply it in their daily work life. Yes. Yep. And yeah. that's, that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. The application. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us, Kevin, what are you most hopeful about now as you lead into year two and beyond as the chief nurse executive there at St. Joseph? I, I think what I'm hopeful about is the future of the discipline, because I think the discipline right now is uh, quite frankly, surrendering itself. And I think the discipline is at risk. 
And my hope is that I'll be able to add my voice to a more national conversation about the discipline, the joy in the work, and why we've become nurses, um, and how we can impact uh, humans in a more meaningful way. I think we're so focused on, and, and I mean no disrespect to any nurse, the numbers, the staffing numbers, that it's becoming a count exercise as opposed to what meaningfully can work, where are we able to look for the value add of a nurse, what non-value added work can we eliminate from a nurse so that the nurse can be back in that space laying hands on a person, um, using their intellect um, and their ability to care and cure uh, to make that person's life better. I, I think that that is my greatest uh, challenge this year is to ensure that the conversations remains focused on the value of the nurse and what we as nurses could do to not get caught up in what I'm starting to see as a national narrative that quite frankly is putting the discipline in jeopardy. I believe nurses are putting the, dis some nurses are putting the discipline in jeopardy. Yeah. Another polarity there. <laughs> <laughs> so I could be out there on my own, <laughs> uh, but I think there has to be a counter opinion. Is the discipline all good? No. Is everything that we do and how we oper operationalize nursing? No, it's not. It's not. It's not all done the same, and it can't be done the same. But I don't think we could focus on the negative. The negative is not going to move the discipline forward. We have to be brave and courageous to acknowledge where we've had missteps, where it's not perfect. And we have to give nurses an empowered voice to be able to help the roadmap forward more meaningfully. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have to get nurses back in those rooms and leading the charge to help that patient get from being admitted to the organization, to being discharged. And we have to bring nursing services more deliberately to their living rooms, to their kitchens, keeping them out of hospitals, leveraging outpatient care, stopping the inpatient narrative that every nurse must be an inpatient nurse before he or she could do anything else in their careers. It's just not the right narrative, I don't think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's an opportune time for multiple narratives, right? To, yes. to really explore what is all the potential that sets before us. And I think if there's, you know, um, any good, right, that has come out of the pandemic, it's that opportunity to reevaluate what is broken, what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be relooked at through a whole new lens. And I think that's what I hear you bringing, Kevin, is just Let's have a more rounded conversation, right? Let's look at the possibility. Let's look at the polarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the polarity. Let's yeah, look at the polarity, the differences. And in, yeah. in the middle, we'll find common ground and be able to move things forward. But if we don't get out of this, nobody's entering the discipline, people are leaving in droves, we have to ask ourselves the conversation. We have to have the conversation, ask ourselves the question, why? Yeah. And understanding the why and knowing you can't fix everything. What I say to the nurses at St. Joe's, we, I can't fix everything. We can't fix everything overnight, but we can have a roadmap forward 
-hmm. and we could tackle it together in sound bites, small steps forward for a common good to preserve the discipline um, and not see the discipline erode. Right. Yeah. 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 Great point. Yeah. Good for you. It's really great leadership, great work. And we're thrilled to be on the journey with you. (laughs) We really are. We really are. Okay, Kevin, it's time for the missing questions. Now, we didn't do these the last time you were on our podcast, so. <laughs> uh oh. Now you don't know what we're going to throw at you, but we're sure you can handle it. <laughs> I'm strapping in. <laughs> That's good. That's All good. right. So, I'm going to ask you the first two questions, and Tracy's going to close us out with the wrap up question. And our first question that we're going to ask, and this is so that our listeners can get to know the more personal side of you as a leader. Uh, We want to know, and our listeners, I'm sure can't wait to hear this. What is your favorite sports team to cheer on? My favorite sports team to cheer on. So I'm not a big, I'm not a big sports guy. So I grew up in a house where quite frankly, my mother is more inclined to sports than I am. (laughs) <laughs> so I actually, my, I'm a, I'm a, I was a cross country cycler when I was younger. So I didn't go into traditional sports, but I did cycle the United States from sixth grade through high school. Each summer, I would cycle with a team across the United States. And in that experience that, which really is about a single cycler, but cycling with a bunch of guys across the United States just taught me about that sportsmanship, that camaraderie, the relying on each other, whether it be cycling through parts of desert, through the Rockies, the Grand Tetons, it didn't matter. It was about coming together as a team and supporting each other to get to the to the end game and getting home. So I really was not you know, but if you ask me from Queens, I'm a Mets. I follow the Mets. I do follow the New York Mets. <laughs> it, it, football's not my thing, you know, but but more of a traditional cycler. All right. Wow. Well, see, you know, we wouldn't have known that if we wouldn't have asked the question. That's I it. love it. Right. It. How awesome. You two weren't <laughs> expecting that. No. no. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. I love the whole. All right. Number two. What is a book or movie you would recommend to our listeners? A book or movie that I would recommend to your listeners. Hmm. I have to think about that a little bit more. Um, I have to think about that a little bit. I actually had something on the tip of my tongue, but then I've actually held back. Can we go to the next one and come back? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just want to think about that a little bit more because I just. I know, it's okay. It's okay. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So the next question is, as you know, right, we support leaders in learning about polarity intelligence and how to think both and. And, uh, and what we know, and I think what you have learned too, Kevin, is that all polarities, right, we tend to have a preference poll. So we tend to lean a little bit more one way maybe than the other. It's just a preference. Doesn't mean anything. It's not right or wrong. We, we know both are important, but we just may have a tendency to kind of prefer one more than the other. So we wanted to ask you when it comes to this particular polarity, which is your preference poll? Leading and managing. 
my preference poll would be yeah. about relationships. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> what did you ask me? Did I not hear it correctly? <laughs> which do you prefer? Which do you prefer? You're leading saying- or managing? Leading. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I know you prefer relationships. relationships. That's right. <laughs> oh my That's god, okay. cut take two. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. No. It's fine. You see what yeah. you see why Kevin oh, and I no, do I have to listen better. Oh, there you go. Because you, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about my book. I know. <laughs> Totally threw me off there for a minute. I was like, what the uh, It's perfect. Oh, I love it. I, this is how be, it is. It would be the tender bar, would be my book. Oh, okay. Okay. The tender bar. All right. Never heard of it. You got to read it, and then we could talk about yeah. it in the next podcast. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. All right. That sounds good. All that right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, so much fun. Oh. <laughs> and this is how it always is, right? Yes. That's it. Uh, wow. Well, we just so appreciate you being here with us again. And yes. It's always it's always a pleasure to be with you. We so appreciate your leadership and what you're trying to do and inviting us into your organization to And I appreciate you. the conversation. I thought you was gonna ask me now about the book. I'm saying, what are they going to ask me about the book? Okay, you want to talk about it? I do, because the tender bar, and this is the book I was actually thinking about, is about possibility in the midst of adversity. And it's growing up in a small town with a lot of roadblocks, and how a young boy, through his uncle's support, found his way in life, despite all types of obstacles. Poverty challenges in the community, absent father, so many variables, and how his success came from someone who was just the wind beneath him to kind of help him take flight. So I believe that, you know, through leading and through leadership, you can help people see possibility. Yeah. Yes. That's a movie and a book. It is, but you answer like I'm just saying, I didn't read the book, but I saw the movie. I saw them. I read it and I watched it. Yeah, it was a really powerful. It's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, all of our leader listeners can go out and read the book or watch the movie. Watch a movie. (laughs) You you hit both of them in one swoop. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a great, it's a great message. It is a great message. All right. Awesome. Okay, are we done? <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> there any more questions for you guys? <laughs> so you got to tell your viewers and your listeners, you see what comes with this whole package? Like this That's is right. the, the joy in the work. It's the joy in the work. It's the ability to, to have fun yes. while engaging in serious dialogue, right? And yes. learning and yes. helping to move. It's about having fun in the work that you're doing. It's bringing joy back to the work. Yeah. yeah. Love what you do and do what you love. That's, That's our it. mantra. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. exactly. So glad exactly. I met you two. It uh, doesn't have to be hard, right? No, I mean, can't wait to invite have... you back to Jersey. Oh. oh, yes. Well, we're on our way. <laughs> we're at the airport now. Come get us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Because you're an excellent chauffeur, Kevin. Yes, you're you an are. excellent chauffeur. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> we won't share those stories. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Oh, great culmination to a fantastic day. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, thank you so exactly. much for being with us again. It was just awesome. And we look forward to our next trip to Jersey. And wherever our paths cross. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Our paths will right. continue to cross. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. Expect nothing less. And to our listeners out there, we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as we did. <laughs> And we will see you on the next episode. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy and be joyful. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.